0: This is episode number 32 of the Good Relationships Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Brown Jr., the Good Company Relationships Expert. And if you're in need of daily motivation, you can follow us on Instagram. Just search Good Relationships Podcast. That is, once again, Good Relationships Podcast. On today's show, we have a very special guest, Mandy Murray. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing so well. Thank you for having me.
0: No, no problem at all. No problem at all. Uh, Would you please give me and the lovebirds a little bit more about yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Hello, everyone. So lovely to meet you. Um, My name is Mandy Murray, and I am a writer, author, and PR consultant. Um, I do a lot of uh, food and travel and then health and lifestyle writing. So I think our topic today is going to be pretty on point. I'm really excited about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it most definitely is. Today's topic is very special. Indeed. I've been looking forward to this one. Uh, I know we've been playing this for a month and it is how food affects your relationship. And I'll repeat that again. How food affects your relationships. So as we always do, we go straight into the questions and question number one, Mandy is how does food affect your relationships?
1: Well, I think that's that's such a good question. First of all, let's just start <laughs> with that because that that that's so deep on so many levels, right? So our our relationship with food um, first has a relationship with ourselves. It's in how our body feels, how we treat ourselves, which is really the most important relationship we have, right? Is with ourselves and knowing ourselves better. And, and food fuels our body, um, and our body is what we need, and it fuels our fuels our mind and so we need both of those in order to have good relationships um you know with our with our partner or you know business associates or friends and so first your your food impacts you then it impacts the people that you're with because food is people glue right Mm -hmm. (laughs) i love using Mm -hmm. that term because (laughs) we all get together what do we do we eat And that is an amazing thing and something I know that most of us probably enjoy and cherish. Um, and we look forward to doing all of that. Um, and so with food being people glue, you know, the wrong or the right foods can have such an impact too, on, on those relationships and it can, can actually create problems in relationships, right? Because let's say that, um, you know, your, your partner, just use the example of like your partner, your partner's like, okay, I'm going to eat this way. And you want to eat a different way, um, which is totally fine. But it's being able to communicate those differences, rather than, you know, like, oh, well, I'm not going to eat hamburgers and fries every day. And the other one, we like, well, I'm totally vegan. You know, <laughs> um, there's ways to navigate that through communication, but it also can be very harsh on, on friendships. And um, like I said, partnerships, just because of Food is an intense subject and we all reach mm-hmm. for comfort food and we all want to have healthy food because we know that healthy food is going to make us feel better. And so it it just can impact so many things in both good and bad ways. Wouldn't you agree?
0: Yeah, I would most definitely agree. Um, I definitely – food is actually a really big part of my life and it actually played a really big role in my like early depression just because I – was a pretty, you know, heavy set kid, and I couldn't figure out, you know, why at first. And of course, you know, there's not a bunch of knowledge at that age that is given out by, uh, you know, a lot of people. You know, a lot of people just don't know how to properly eat or how to properly fuel their body. So as a kid, I was like packing on this weight, and you know, that weight led to me being in uh, certain social situations that I didn't want to be in, and that later led to depression. And and I couldn't figure out until later on that the root was. It was what I was putting into my body, you know?
1: I, I, I could totally relate because I, um, in my, in my book, I have a chapter on chocolate cake and, and it, it it's exactly that. Like I had chocolate cake for breakfast every single day for <laughs> several years and I, you know, gained weight and I had like emotional, emotional stress and anxiety and, um, but i was not properly f- fueling my body either mm. and it it's amazing how we just get into it and we don't even recognize what we're doing and it just mm-hmm. becomes this 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 cycle that we can't get off you know it's like <laughs> like a little hamster wheel we're like <laughs> we're just going and going and going and we're not changing anything um but the first thing that we should always look at is is definitely food and that's for that's for anything whether we have an illness, or you know, stress, or anything going on in our bodies. It's just like food is is the first thing to take a look at. I think.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. I was actually um, reading in a book earlier, and I believe it was uh, one of Jordan Peterson's book, and he's talking about positive feedback loops. And food is just another good example of that. It's just like you know, depending on what you put into your body, can lead to you're not feeling good. And then when you're not feeling good, like you said, you want to comfort eat. And then, you know, when you comfort eat, you're most likely putting in that food that caused that anxiety or that depression in the first place. So then it just is like creating this loop and you can't really get out of it because you're not understanding like what it is you're doing. So no, I, I definitely, I definitely agree.
1: Well, and isn't it so hard, right? Would we want to make a change? It's I mean, one of the it's hardest so good. It's the hardest thing, I'm like, <laughs> well, no, I mean, this is, sounds so good. I'd rather eat this and then we make a change and we don't and after a while it becomes a habit and we don't want to go back to the other stuff or we or we do so in moderation, right? And so it's really interesting because it's one of the hardest cycles to break and then one of the most beneficial ones
0: that can change everything. I agree. And if if you don't mind me asking, What, how would you break that cycle? Like in your, how would you do that?
1: Um, You know, so my first thing is I don't like the word diet, right? Like, oh, I'm going to change my diet. Well, that makes me feel like I have to do something versus I'm choosing to do something. And so first thing is like how I approach it is like, I'm not going to use the word diet. I'm going to work on my nutrition or I'm going to work on, you know, feeling better so what's the end result? I want this. And so I'm going to make this change. Um, And so, you know, for me, it always starts with like adding more greens into my diet, whether Mm. that's in the form of like, okay, I'm just going to order, I think think it's called athletic greens. I've been using for a while. Um, Like I'm going to order athletic greens just so I know that I'm getting like the super, super greens in my body. Um, Or, you know, like it's baby steps because if you want to drastically change something and you do it overnight. Some people can do that, but most of us are not wired that way. So we have to look at it from like a positive perspective and being like, okay, I'm going to change this and do this instead of saying, okay, well, I'm, I'm no longer eating red meat ever again. Um, or I, you know, whatever anybody, you know, everyone eats differently and that's completely okay. So, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. or if it's like, I'm only going to have, you know, fish and chicken, or I want to eat vegan for 30 days. I've actually done that. Um, and. And like that's while that's drastic, I did it for health concerns because I had a cancer scare. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to like feed my fuel and feed my body the way that it, it really probably needs mm-hmm, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it depends on the circumstance, but it's all in how you frame it and look at it and, and know what you can do. And don't like if you if you mess up one day, right, you have like, OK, so I started athletic greens and then, you know, I'm going to maybe just have a protein shake today or I'm going to have a salad for lunch for five days. And if you screw up or mess up one day, don't beat yourself up. Just get, just get back on the cycle of what you want. And remember, like focus on what are you doing this for? Right. Mm -hmm. We all have different motivators. So diets don't motivate because they're, they're just makes you feel like you have to. And so it's that looking forward to like, why are you doing it? And then you can stay focused on it and go as drastic or or as little as you want or need to, to build up. And I think that's the only way that it can really work.
0: I completely agree. I think the why is kind of where the foundation needs to start because, you know, without that why, without that big enough reason why you're doing it, then you won't really have the motivation to make those small decisions in between to reach that big goal. So no, I definitely agree. And that actually leads me into my next question. Um, how has food impacted your life in personal relationships? And I know you mentioned just a little bit when you talked about your cancer scare, and I know that it's mentioned in your book, cloud surfing also, but yeah. Could you tell me a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah. And, um, in my personal relationships, um, you know, it's, let's, let's just talk about it from a health perspective. Um, from, from cancer. So I've had cancer three times, um, cervical and ovarian twice, and it scares after that. And so food just in that relationship with, with health is such a big thing because sugar, sugar basically fuels cancer cells. And so getting sugar out of your diet is like, it was one of the biggest things. And here I was like eating chocolate cake, like feeding my cancer and not knowing it because at the time we weren't talking about nutrition. And now, I mean, at least a lot of cancer hospitals are focused on nutrition and wellness and yoga and meditation and and things that were not really part of the, you know, the medical plan in the past. Um, and so at that time, I didn't know I was, you know, having a struggle with, with myself by eating some of the things that I was eating. Um, it, it has, you know, I think it goes back to like, it can have impact on relationships with whether that's family or friends um just for the pure fact that like you know some of your friends are not going to be they're going to understand but they're not going to be on board and um i'm going to go back to like the cancer thing in that realm because people want to what can they do for you so they bring you food right (laughs) they just bring you food Mm -hmm. and food and food but they're typically bringing food that like you really can't eat Mm -hmm. um or you're or you're supposed to be eating and i don't know you know supposed to is kind of a crazy word to think about, but, um, you know, like you're trying to eat healthy typically and change some things. And so it all comes down to like, it hurts your relationships because you're like, okay, what am I going to do with this food? Like take it and throw it away or tell people like, no. And so it, it, it's all in, um, I guess education. Right. And we Mm -hmm. don't all have the same education. And so it can have an impact with friends that you're like, um, I can't go out this weekend because no, it's not going to work. Or, you know, no, I really can't eat a burger today or, you know, um, a salad's not agreeing with me, like mm-hmm. whatever that, whatever that mm-hmm. is. And so in my life, it definitely affected, it definitely affected, you know, my health and wellness. Um, I dec it definitely affected, um, you know, relationships with, with friends at the time because of things I couldn't do or could do and they couldn't do. Right. And so, Um, and, and it comes back to like, that's why we all get together. And so you have to have this, this relationship with yourself, with food and knowing what your boundaries are and creating those boundaries. Because if you, you know, hang out at a family party or you're going to go out for date night or whatever you're doing, um, having that healthy boundary. So everyone's happy because everyone's going to create their own boundaries and you can't set your set of rules or boundaries on somebody else.
0: No, that makes complete sense. I can just imagine like being in a position where I have this kind of dietary issue or dietary response to certain foods and, you know, my friends don't quite understand and it could be something like uh, alcohol and they're like, hey, let's go out, you know, one drink won't hurt you. And they don't, you know, understand like, no, it actually probably would hurt me, you know, Um, and just, just stuff like that. I've even been in scenarios like that, like it's really around the time of like celebration events where, you know, everyone expects you to let loose and you're like, well, food affects you a lot longer than just that moment. You know, some people believe that it's just when you digest food, it's like, no, some things go into your cells and it can affect you for a lot longer. So I, I think that that's really, really good of you to bring up. It's just about the education. And I, I, I personally think that if we were able to, how to just be more open and communicate those things a lot more clearly with the the people around us they may actually get the hint and then you know f- supply us with the foods that we do enjoy and, and need for our for our health
1: yeah absolutely i I, I agree I think one thing too that it led to right was um having this personal relationship it it taught me how to cook in in a healthy manner, and my mm. mom is a great cook and i and I love her food. So I always crave, you know, like mom's home cooking, mm-hmm. but, but at the same time, it's like, ugh, but you know, like tonight I really need to eat salmon and vegetables or, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so I think, you know, it, it does, it does affect us in that way that we learn to kind of take it into our own hands.
0: Actually, I actually, my, my father is the same way. He's a great cook and he loves to cook like soul food. And as much as I love soul food, <laughs> It's like after growing up as that kid, I was like, I definitely learned a lot about how to take care of my body. And a lot of the foods that I ate were directly from my dad. And, and you know, that's how my dad communicates love. He communicates love through um, f- feeding me. So mm-hmm. it, it was kind of like a, a it was kind of a, a sad thing when I would come home and, from college and say, hey, dad, I actually can't eat this food at the at the moment. So uh just like just like that it's kind of it can affect those personal relationships also so yeah i can definitely see that also Yeah absolutely
1: i think that's great that's my that <laughs> shows her love is through faith.
0: That's mm-hmm. a, and that's
1: a beautiful thing Mhm
0: mhm Well question number 3 and you talked a little bit about this but i was hoping you can go a little bit more in detail because you have had like the personal experience and it is how does someone utilize food to heal if possible, or what should a healthy relationship with food look like?
1: Yeah, um, so I'm going to start out by saying like, no body is the same, right? Like physical body, like no, nobody's the same, um, but we all like a, a healthy relationship with food is, is where you have your boundaries and you know, makes you feel good and what doesn't make you feel good. I mean, some of us are allergic to things. And so it's hard to say like, okay, you have to eat this or you should eat this because that's just not how it is. And some of us don't have access to things that, you know, we, we would enjoy or, or want to add to our diets or take away. And so, um, you know, that healthy relationship starts with a boundary. Um, And I, I, I'm sorry I'm getting like a little stuck on this one because you know it's it's one of those things where like of course we should all eat more greens and vegetables um and for me like the healthy relationship with food is is really is really knowing um how I feel the next day right, right? right. so when I wake up and I go Oh, okay like my joints hurt what did I eat that like made my joints hurt or was it physical Activity. I think paying attention to our bodies more mm. and more is, is the most important thing about a relationship, you know, a healthy relationship with food, I think portion sizes. Um, and I think in the, in the United States, especially when we go out to eat, like our portion sizes are so much bigger than most other countries. Um, mm you Know as far as because I travel a lot, and um, and that's that's also you know sort of interesting. Um, I think you know, kind of paying attention to that, like that the movement right now is you know, farm to table. Um, paying attention to where our food comes from, mm-hmm. um, I think that's also important, you know, where the meat comes from because you know, we have we have so many things affecting, affecting our plants. We have so many things affecting, you know, the, the hormone levels in some of the proteins that we eat. And so just being like conscious and aware and setting, setting that boundary, setting those portion sizes, knowing how your body feels with certain things or what makes it fuel better. What, um, you know, knowing like, okay. Limiting, you know, and I don't want to say limiting bread because every body really is different. Like some people feed on bread, like mm-hmm. their their mm-hmm. body feels good with bread. Some people feel good with red meat, and some people feel good with fish, and some people don't feel good with any of that. Right? So mm-hmm. um, there's no like okay, you have to do this, but I really think it's that boundary, it's that saying, setting, um, setting those, those portion sizes, being being honest with yourself um, you know, for me, like, I was like, oh, I'm not eating bad at all. Right. And then I was like, okay, I challenged myself to write what I was eating every single day. And I was like, oh, <laughs> wait, I kind of am like, you know, like that handful of M&Ms is fine the first time, but did I really have 10 of them? Yep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like, um, it's, so I think, you know, to, to look at what your, you know, personal nutrition is, is like, okay, maybe you write down what you are eating. Um, you know how much you're eating, how often you're eating. And, and again, that other thing that's different for every single body, like, okay, some people need three meals a day. Some people need like six mini meals a day. Their body just functions differently. So everybody has to get to know their body at a deeper level um, and just really pay attention to like, okay, how am I feeling the next day? Because you might feel good for, you might feel fine that day, but the next day, how's that affecting, mm-hmm. like, how is it mm-hmm. affecting, you know your digestive system. How is it affecting the way your skin looks? How is it affecting the way your your brain feels or functions? Um, all of that plays a role in into our nutrition.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that um, for you to be stuck, you gave a very, very good and clear answer. <laughs> um, I, I completely agree with you. I think that's the only thing that people need to do is to really just pay attention to their own bodies and to see how they feel the next day, you know, see what muscles are aching, see what joints are kind of, you know, a little popping a little bit and um, see what foods make you actually feel good. You know, I I like to put something in my body. And if I still feel energized, if I don't feel like laying down, if I don't feel like, um, like slower in terms of mental clarity, I kind of watch those things myself. And then I kind of keep those foods in my diet, and then if I do eat something that doesn't, you know, resonate with my body, then I remove it immediately because it usually won't lead to good things. It'll u- usually lead to a headache or some kind of congestion or some kind of allergic reaction. And I've I've learned uh, recently that um, our gut plays a huge role in our immune system and all kinds of things. I believe there's it, it was saying that our gut is like a second brain. So mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> I was like, man, I, I didn't know about that or probiotics or just anything like that. And so I, I definitely if you know, it, all the lovebirds are listening, I would say do some research on any kind of food relationships to your to your body. And and also, like like Mandy said, listen to your body like you, you may not be able to eat the same things as that as the person next to you, because that could that could really be messing you up completely and you know a simple change in your diet could ac- actually be the thing that changes your life completely I've, I've seen it many times with people who they change their diets and you see them like two or three months later they they dropped a lot of weight they mentally can think better their productivity is increased they're more energetic and it's crazy I, have you seen anything like that
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it it can change like, you know, in a matter of like a week, even, you know, and I want to go back to what you're saying about the gut. Like, so your gut microbiome is is basically the makeup of your, of your gut, but it's been linked to things such as like rheumatoid arthritis. It's been linked to so many different health things. Um, and it's even been linked to, to some cancers. So it's really, I think an amazing, it is like a second brain. It's this amazing tool that we have, right. That we can we are, that we are in control of, um, when we want to be in control of it. Um, and, and so, you know, there's just, just changing little have such a big
0: impact. All right, then. Well, you're the expert and I want people to learn a little bit more about your book, a little bit about your story. So my final question before I ask you if you have any more tips for these lovebirds is could you tell us a bit more about your book and where we can find it?
1: Good. Absolutely. So my <laughs> book is titled, um, <laughs> it's titled cloud surfing and that's what I call travel or flying in an airplane. And if you read the book, you'll know that, but so cloud surfing and it, it says uh, that subtitles abuse, cancer and fear took my voice and now I soar. Um, My book is a little bit of my personal history. Um, It starts out um, talking about um, some traumatic things that happened in my childhood and then into my three times cancer situation and how I sort of overcame all of that and the lessons I learned along the way. And, um, you know, at the end of each chapter, it basically has, has questions for the reader to to look at their own life and say what are you you know like with the chocolate cake we can use that one for example right so it's like what is your vice my my vice was chocolate cake some people it might be alcohol some people it might be you know that soul food comfort food it could you know it could be a lot of different things um and and so that's what my book is about is like overcoming and becoming and like becoming the best you that you can possibly be and understanding mm-hmm. that we all have trials, right? We all have things that have happened to us that we've experienced that um, and not one person is, is better or you know, worse than the other. We're all equal. Um, it's just a story that can help anyone. Basically, if you've been through anything and you need to find hope, It'll, it'll provide some hope. So you can find it um, on my website, which is mandymurray.com, and it's M-A-N-D-Y-M-U-R-R-Y.com. Um, it's also available for Kindle on Amazon. We're working on getting the actual book on Amazon, um, but the, it's, it's available online on Kindle. And if you want a paperback, you can order through the website, and I'll ship one out to you. So that's where you can find it.
0: Well. I definitely already started reading it. I'm not going to spoil anything for the listeners, but uh, I really enjoy it so far. Um, and yes, please pick that book up. It's a It's been a great read so far. It's been taking me through an emotional journey. Uh, I would say an emotional journey th- of healing myself, even just listening, uh, you you know, just you talking about your experience with your grandfather on the airplane and just mm-hmm. like me taking in that relationship and realizing like, okay, yeah i mean there's a lot to it but yeah pick up the book please mandymurray.com and with that being said mandy do you have any last words for the lovebirds that are listening
1: you know my last words are always celebrate your wins
0: so Mm. don't
1: don't don't celebrate your losses like don't don't get upset with yourself over losses celebrate your wins so you know reserve a day that you can have your comfort food or your chocolate cake or whatever you want, right? Um, but just celebrate your wins. So even in the middle of the week, if you're eating healthy and you have something big happen in your life and your way to celebrate is with a glass of champagne, or if it's with, a, with you know, um, going out to dinner, then, then do that because life yeah. is so short. Just always celebrate your wins and don't be too hard on yourself.
0: Well, I will definitely start celebrating my wins after hearing that. I love it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Mandy, for being on the show today. This has been uh, amazing for me to listen to. I learned so much. I know the lovebirds who are listening learned a lot. And I look forward to continuing reading your book. I look forward to working with you in the future and following your journey. Um, Yeah, thank you so much.
1: Oh, thank you all so much. I appreciate you so much.
0: Thank you, lovebirds, for listening. As Mandy said, celebrate your wins. And as always, stay blessed, not stressed.